That particular duo, now out of Nashville, used to, they came from Akron, Ohio. They came from absolute obscurity. Oh, we might have to listen to the chorus. Damn it, I've done it again, Sean. I've done it again. <laughs> try again. Last night, that particular duo, although they've got a bigger backing band, they came out of Akron, Ohio. Nobody had any fucking idea who they were. Early on, they got accused of ripping off the White Stripes, which they did, but are the White Stripes the only scuzzy blues rock duo allowed to exist in America at one point? Absolutely not. Black Keys are cool, and they headlined the opening night at the Grandstand at the Great Minnesota Get-Together last night. It was only about half sold out, I heard from a couple of people there. And someone really? asked me this morning, "Is like, is it over for the Black Keys? I'm like, I don't think so. I think the Black Keys are a little too cool still to be playing. I mean, Ario Speedwagon, Sticks, Kansas, all day, every day out there, right? Yeah. But the Black Keys, years. I mean, also, <laughs> opening day is a tough day to go to the fair, yeah, especially when the weather's is. hot. There's yep. so much madness there. Yep. So I think Black Keys, and guess what? I bet the check still cashes. They're going to be just fine yep. on the far side of this. They're going to be just fine. But I really, really like that band. Only seen them live ever once, and I think they're great. And what a great way to kick off the great Minnesota get-together. I'm Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard. Hello, Sean. How's it going? I'm okay, man. Good. I'm okay. It's Friday. Friday, I'm always a little like crispy around the edges. Yes. You know, a little yeah. toasted, but I'm all right, man. I feel pretty good today. That's good. Uh, it is the Brian Oak Show, episode 300 and... 90 billion. 30 billion. 337. It's right there. there all right. Go. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it's here in the Smart Start MN Studios, located in very scenic and today, very temperate South Minneapolis. It's a lovely, lovely, sunshiny day outside. A beautiful start to the weekend. Uh, and we have a show to do. And we're going to talk about something very interesting today because we live, I suppose we've always lived in an ever evolving political, recreational, social landscape, right? But legal weed is becoming an actual thing despite all. I mean, South, South Dakota got there first. I'd rather go to That's Arkansas sad. than South Dakota. South yeah. Dakota is a cesspool, man. I can't stand <laughs> South Dakota. Oh, I'm sorry. They also, uh, they screwed it up for themselves. Yeah. So they voted it in, but then they voted it back out. Did they really? Yeah. So it's over already. It's over. It never actually got to happen. Really? Their, their governor sued the state to say that, that she didn't think that it was an appropriate uh, ballot, and the Supreme Court held it up, so it put it back to a referendum to the voters, and they ran six months of ads and then they actually voted back against it. So they recriminalized weed without ever actually getting decriminalized weed. Like I said, a cultural <laughs> cesspool. By the way, that governor is one of the least likable humans on the 100%. planet. And again, I, so whatever. I, mean, I don't even care what you're into politically. She's a monster. <laughs> She's a fucking monster. <laughs> that being said, thanks for tuning in to the Brian Oak Show, powered by Smart Start MN. Smart Start is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? You drink and drive, and this is something we're going to be talking about coming up in a little bit, because we are going to be talking about legal weed, and that sort of changes the nature of the game when it comes to driving impaired. Not really. You still can't drive impaired, but it does. There's 
Would you agree, Ben, there's a lot of gray area Absolutely. There. We've created a, a wider swath of gray area, and we're going to have to figure out how to navigate that. Exactly. And I think that's only going to come through experience, and hopefully cooler heads will prevail as we make our way forward. But Smart Start MN is here right now because drinking and driving, exceptionally illegal, also dangerous and dumb and not and freaky expensive. You're going to need to get back into your car. Here's the deal. You get popped for drunk driving. Even before you're found properly guilty, you will lose your license. Yeah, it's and one of those weird ones where even before you're convicted you lose your license well you know and generally they're not taking you downtown unless you uh can't pass a field sobriety test or you can't pass a breathalyzer luckily if you're past that and you're like whoa 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 that was a stupid mistake i need to get my life back on track smart start mn was there at the beginning of minnesota's ignition interlock program and they can help you get where you need to get sooner and for less money than you might otherwise yeah just go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show that'll get you 20 percent off the installation the Ignition Interlock. We're going to talk to Ben Quam coming up here shortly. Longtime music advocate around town, but these days he's moving units yes. when it comes to some of that sweet, sweet cannabis-derived, whatever the hell it might be. Before we talk to Ben, um, I'd like to talk to my friend Sean. Let's just take care of it now, Sure. Shall we? You want to talk now? Yeah. Remax Results. That's the name of the realty company you work for, and... Is it is it now with kids getting back into school? Have people kind of made up their mind till next year, or is it still a busy time? Well, it depends on where you're at in your particular time of life. If you've got kids in school, you're. I don't pro- like the way you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> like I don't have all that much time left. This is the I end. Know, I don't know. My oh. only friend. The but end. Your point. Your point is well taken. It does depend on where you're at. In your sad, <laughs> sad life. I really didn't mean it that way, but no, I kind of did. didn't feel um, like that. Yeah, so if you have kids in school, you're probably not going to move them during the school year like my parents did over and over and over again. That sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Having to make new friends in the yeah. middle of a bunch of school years? Yeah, one time, three times in a year when I was in third wow. grade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I literally missed, I missed learning how to write cursive. Like the next school was like, we did that last year. Well, I'm like, so I had to learn, like I had to go to the special class. And, well, I mean, and, right, and, and you had to have it through the rest of school. Other than signing your signature, what do you use cursive for right now? Well, that and algebra, I just on the weekends, I'll pick it up and just, you know, yeah. spend a lot of time with it. Oh, man, <laughs> the, the, the square of the hypotenuse. Oh, Am I yes. right? Mm. <laughs> Fake trig. Anyway, go exactly. ahead. Exactly. Um, if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. Plenty of people are still moving. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it said to me the other day, you know, these people that are like, oh, my gosh, the rates, the interest rates. But what about the interest rates? I'm like, you know what? You're paying a mortgage even if you're paying rent. Yep. You're just paying for your landlord's mortgage so they can Oof. get wealthier. Oof. And you might decide, I'm going to keep waiting and waiting and waiting because I don't want to pay that interest rate. Mm-hmm. Well, ideally, the place that you're in is going to actually appreciate in value. And if you're just a little bit handy, you might be able to you know, do a little bit of work. It's not unheard of. You know, even throw a, a coat of paint or two on. Again, look the way you're looking at me right now. I'm I, just feel, I feel it. very I'm seen. Just saying An old guy who can't fix his fucking house is yeah. what I've just. Was how the, off to a great start. Off to a great start. You bet. So, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, six one two eight five nine two five nine four, and that number is also textable. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. That's one of my favorite things about you. What about slam poets? Are they on the list? If you know of a slam poet, you can say them by name, uh, and they have Venmo, I'll probably do it. Uh, I'm sorry, know a slam poet? 
Hello? You, I forgot. What is your slam poet name again? It, Brian Oak. Oh, it is? Yeah. No, I, I don't hide behind artifice. I scramble up the edifice. I bet you do. I... <laughs> You're on a new precipice. Oh, yeah. We're slam. We're one of the first exactly. slam poet duos. You're the Phil Collins of Genesis. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, just keep going. See, here's the thing. This, guy, this guy's background in improv, yeah. I, 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 I didn't realize that I jumped into the deep end of the pool right there. That was heavy. We're going to be talking to Ben Quam just ahead. It was really good, though. Well done, Sean. But Thanks. before we do, Lau, we started out the show with the band that headlined the uh, Great Minnesota Get Together day one yesterday in the grandstand. And this band tonight makes a little more sense to me especially when i went to see what tickets cost and what was available nothing's available except for the party deck nope. for a mere 154 dollars if you want to stand for three hours i decided as much as i love them i'm not going to let's be honest man we live in a land that supposedly is founded on free speech and freedom of expression right but let's be honest people are not cool or intelligent or critical thinkers when the then dixie chicks made that appearance and leads front person natalie haynes when, when she said that we're embarrassed that we come from the same state as george w bush they were canceled before cancel culture fucking existed they were destroyed one of the most successful bands in american country music at the time banned from country radio top to bottom people turned on them they received death threats it was so fucking criminal what happened to the dixie chicks mm-hmm. now again i'm not a huge country guy but the chicks were always cool these days they've reformed and they're known as the chicks and everyone's like oh fuck you were right he was a dickhead Fuck. <laughs> and even even diehard country fans have come back around on the chicks, and that's a good thing. I wish I was going to see them tonight, but also it's not going to break my heart to be laying on the couch at 7.30 watching Ancient Aliens. So I hope they have a wonderful show. I hope everyone enjoys them. This right here was from their big comeback, Long Way Around. Mm-hmm. And this song, produced and co-written by none other than Dan Wilson of Semisonic. Oh, yeah. And it is an absolute beauty. So even if you normally just kind of skip past the music, I strongly encourage you to listen to this particular track. Know that they're playing live tonight. Know that despite the fact that the establishment, everything they had worked towards shit on them heavily, and they still persisted, and they still did their thing, and they're still around, and tonight they are going to burn, this is metaphorically speaking, they are going to burn the grandstand to the ground. I wish I was going to be there. Here's the chicks on The Brian Oak Show.
Chicks headlined the grandstand tonight at the Great Minnesota Get Together. The 2023 version of the Minnesota State Fair. With how nice the weather is today, I can only imagine what a 1,000% shit show it is there right now. Will you be out there a few times this year? No, I don't work out there this year. But So you're not going at all? Oh, no, I'm going a couple times. Yeah. One with my daughter and one. I occasionally like to take a little stealth mission out there and yeah. just kind of like... I don't, then I'm not beholden to anybody. If I want to go look at the horticulture building, I can. Maybe I don't this year. If I want to go spend 40 minutes in the food building trying to figure out what I'm going to hurt myself with next, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. If I want to go into the haunted mansion, <laughs> maybe I will. Going out by yourself, I, again, whether you're going out to lunch, to a movie, to the great Minnesota get-together, I know there are people who are like, oh, that's sad. You don't have someone to go with. No, it's fucking not. It's no. liber- it's liberating. Yeah, it's exactly. Glorious. It's joyous. Yeah, I get to do my own thing. Like I love without that. without consulting. And again, I do like people's company. Sure, but every once in a while, just calling your own shots. Yes, shit. Jam. The older you get, I mean, that's how I feel. The older I get, the more I'm like, I'll invite friends to stuff, but if they don't want to go, well, I'm not going to miss it just because somebody else isn't going. I'm going to fucking go see the show. And I'm really tempted to go out today if we have time, but uh, really? our friends Doug Collins and the receptionist are oh, performing yeah. at one and two. We probably won't make it to the two, but it's very tempting. Okay. And back when I was in good shape, you know what I used to do? I used to bicycle to the fair because you're freaking, you're not dealing with all the parking and all the bullshit. Oh, oh no, it's a brilliant move. It's an easy bike ride. You just have ride. to find yeah. a way to park somewhere and then bike it. Dolph Lundgren or whoever you are. I don't know what the fuck. I you know you know what I like to do? I usually like to hang glide in. Um, yeah, sure. Just uh right over base the media jump, lot. Just base jump from the U of M. <laughs> you know, from one of those it's fucking weird. grain elevators. Not quite high enough. <laughs> Turns out not quite high enough. It Lesson is, learned. It is the Brian Oak show. Ben Quam is our guest today. <laughs> ben has spent twenty years straddling the bar industry and the music industry. Uh, he quit a band that later became quite a popular band. You idiot. <laughs> he also DJ, but one can never know. No, right? you never he, know. he DJed for seventeen years, both locally and around the country. And after seven years stint in the craft beer world, it's funny you don't look like a craft beer guy. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. Uh, he left that behind in December of twenty twenty two, which was less than a year ago, and joined the THC Revolution. Now he's a partner in Plift THC Beverages and the director of sales. He's now trying to spread the message of recreational THC and how to incorporate it into your lifestyle as a self-confessed music obsessive he's also very excited to be on this particular show i didn't even pre-read that i just i walked right into that one uh legalization has obviously happened here in minnesota right um and we'll talk more about how that's going to unfold because it's still going to be a minute before we've got full-blown dispensaries giving you everything you want on every street corner correct yeah before we get into any of that where are you from man uh, born and raised in South Minneapolis. All right. Uh, currently, where the studio is, uh, I would when I think about home, this is kind of where I think about. So well, I grew up down here, uh, and then ended up going out to to the suburbs for high school. My mom got remarried. So. Right on. Okay, very good. So you are a Minnesota boy, born and raised. I am. I've traveled a lot. I've I've lived other places for work uh, and school, but Minnesota was always home. 
Why did you care at all about music growing up? I mean, because everyone likes some kind of music, but some people, it literally transports them and changes the nature of what they do and the course corrects their life. I mean, honestly, I've been trying to figure that out my whole life, like right. why I why I got right. so obsessed. But I, I think the easiest thing is uh, music is an art you can take with you everywhere you go. So I had a Walkman before any of my friends did. I was the first person to have a CD player in my group of friends. I Go had a on. Discman before anybody did. Nice. I just, it was, it was the thing that I could bring with that was mine. You know, like for some reason, like books and, and paintings and, and movies, those are all wonderful things. Mm-hmm. But when I started to find bands that I liked and then I could like give it to my friends mm-hmm. and be like, this is a thing. It kind of became like a, a code that you could speak with other people. And it just it just became kind of woven into my heart, and it's never left. Well, and you're significantly younger than Sean and I are, but I mean, we're, there was a pre-internet code, right? I Absolutely. mean, like when I was a kid, I don't even I don't even know how we knew so much about music. I would go to record stores, yeah. I would pick up a fanzine, but I seemed to be relatively rote in what was going on with everyone. I mean, there was no fucking internet. Nope. You'd maybe see an interview by somebody on MTV, but there was nothing out there. So it it would it. it, it you did feel like you were sort of a part of, I don't know, like uh, Skull and Bones, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, like you were part of an underground cabal. Only you and your other mm-hmm. people spoke this language. And I, to me, it didn't seem cool. I, I don't think we get to pick what we love, right? I don't think we, like, maybe some people are like, I look fucking good in sweater vests, and that's their jam. You know, and for <laughs> me, I, I, whatever. I'm, I'm picking, obviously, silly stuff, but I mean, like, you know, but all of a sudden, I remember hearing Husker Du and being like, nothing I've ever known has been true. It's all been a lie, and now I have to I have to break everything down to its component elements and, and start fresh, and that's what you do. You know, um, it's interesting. Um, we're talking about... We're going to be talking about... THC-infused products uh-huh. and the marshalling forward of legalization mm-hmm. here in the state of Minnesota. Do you remember, not the first time you smoked, do you remember the first time you got properly high? I 100% do. Really? And it's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> Are you willing to share? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's, I think the statute of limitations means I don't have to say allegedly when I tell this story because it was nice. very long ago. <laughs> Talk about ripping that bong, baby. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, we had a friend who's, uh, whose dad had bought him a house and wanted him to do all the rehab for it. And then if he did it and they sold that house, he said he would bankroll a uh, a business basically right now this is a high school kid who now oh owns a house in north minneapolis oh no what could and, go wrong yeah <laughs> it seems like there would never be a party there right <laughs> so he he used his money and uh that was supposed to be for redoing the walls oh, and dear. he bought seven couches and it <laughs> and it That's turned so into a place that we called the bakery oh and, wow uh, because <laughs> yeah <laughs> so having moved to the suburbs from the city proper all I wanted to do when I had a car was go back to the city. Yeah. And so what we would do is we would drive down from the suburbs to the bakery. Yeah. You'd hang out. You'd hit. Uh, there the was bakery. The, I the, love it. The purple people eater was a three foot purple <laughs> nice. bug. You'd hit that and then you'd go to the planetarium. If you guys remember that when that was oh, downtown wow. Minneapolis. Uh, also laser shows like Correct. Laser Floyd. So you go there Van for Halen. Yeah. They did Dark Side of the Moon. They did Van Halen. They did The Wall. And then they had a, a Doors compilation and a Led Zeppelin compilation. I'm listening. And it didn't it didn't matter which one it was. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even look. We would just go. Yeah. Because you knew there was going to be something there. Because you're soaring around the rings of Orion Correct. right now. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go lay back and look at the planetarium. That was the first time that I felt like I could pretend 
pretend like I wasn't a part of the mortal world. Uh-huh. Just laying there looking up at, at these, you know, like looking at it now, the technology is pretty ancient. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of mind-blowing at yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. And then on top of it, you, you're sort of finding out about about that subculture. You're thinking a little bit more because every thought you have when you're high and 16 is like super deep and you're definitely oh, yeah. the first person who's ever thought ever. this. Ever. And then you're sitting there looking up and you're like, yeah, man, yeah. like we are part of the bigger thing. We're all stardust, man. Yeah. And then you get in your terrible, like I had a 1990 Pontiac Grand Am and you Ooh, like drive nice. home to go to your, your room that shares a wall with your parents' place. But you exactly. were a rebel for a couple hours. <laughs> Doesn't matter, man. Well, and that's the whole bit, especially when you're young like that. It's dangerous, right? And let's be honest, at the time, highly illegal. Absolutely. That is about to change, and we'll talk about that coming up next. Uh, before we do, though, I hate to go too long without hearing a song. Now, you're going to play a song by a local band that I love, and I don't know that I ever knew before I got your bio that you were part <laughs> of this band. Yeah. Tell me the it, story, please. It's a, it's, a very, it's a very, very tethered uh, connection, for sure. We um, So we met um, a number of the guys in Communist Daughter uh, went to school with me at St. John's. And we had a band called Stealing June uh, that I was in with John Solomon, who is the lead singer-songwriter for Communist Daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I left the band because one of the other guys in the band and I could not see eye to eye. Also, let's just put it on the table. I was terrible. Like I was the worst. <laughs> what what rhythm, did you play? I was the I was rhythm guitar, <laughs> keys, and auxiliary yeah. percussion. I was I was not good at any of them. Okay. So this was a this and was that a, led to friction in this, the band. Yeah, this was addition by subtraction, a hundred percent. So I left, and a guy named Adam Switlick joined, and soon thereafter. A couple other people left, a couple other people came in, and they became friends like these, who were the hottest band in, like, right around 2002, 2003. Right. They had, you know, cover stories. They were playing CBGBs. And then that all completely fell apart and ended up with uh, some arrests and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then out of those ashes, John came back and uh, bought a restaurant in Wisconsin. And I wanted to go see him and check in on him, see how he was doing. And he brought me, he was living below the restaurant, and he had built a recording studio. And he brought me downstairs and he's like, I just want, like, tell me what you think of my songs. And the song that we're about to play is one of the first songs he played. And I was blinking back tears sitting in his literally living room listening to this song, the the, the demo of this song. Because somebody that I, we were roommates. I mean, yeah. somebody that I lived with and yeah. that I had, I had written so songs cool. with and played in a band with. I didn't know that he was capable of of depths like this. And when I heard it, it just completely moved me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm so glad I left because you needed everything to happen in order to make what became this band. We put on a pretty face And we never saved our money And then we got stuck in place And I lost my milk and honey And all the songs were new And they broke our hearts in two While we walked away So I just pushed on through
I can see by hearing the demo of that, I might also be in tears like, oh, I guess I'll never be good at anything. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations, yeah. communist daughter. Yeah, that is we your were real the name. same ones. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> ben Quam is our guest today. Uh, ben, we are going to talk about legalization and what the future looks like in Minnesota. But first, since you've been kind enough to come by and bring some product, as I crack one open... Tell me about, whoa, whoa, oh, It's just whoa. excited to see you. I'm already making a terrible. <laughs> um, so what I just cracked open is the Crisp Ginger Plift. Tell me, without making it sound like an infomercial, why it's cool that this product exists in this market. You know, we just really wanted to give people an experience that was that was easy for them. It was something relatable that was kind of for everyone. And our thought was if, you know, 80% of Minnesotans don't, they're not super familiar with THC. Maybe they grew up in the dare generation, uh-huh. the just say no, <laughs> you know, reefer madness, whatever it may be. <laughs> okay. we, 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 have okay. a, we have a hill to climb, you know, we have yeah. to figure out how to do that. So we thought if we came with flavor forward, really, really easy drinking beverages, 
then you take that worry out of it. They're not trying to figure out what it is they're tasting. Like right. Our crisp ginger tastes a lot like a Moscow mule, a very, very ubiquitous and common drink. We're just subbing out the alcohol for THC. So let, let's be clear about this part then, because like both Sean and I have quit drinking, and Sean, I mm-hmm. believe, is much more of a teetotaler than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not against the occasional, what do they call it, the California sobriety the California plan? sobriety. Yeah. I'm not against occasionally having a little bit of THC because, I, you know, no one's ever gotten high and beat up their fucking family or yeah. whatever i mean there's just they're they're very very different animals that being said you know you could taste this and be like that's like a really crisp ginger ale again i don't drink now but like if i mix that with whiskey i'll bet that'd be genius we still have to be careful because we are ingesting mind-altering situations Absolutely. right i i think across the board anytime you're taking something that alters your state of mind you should always be you should be thoughtful about it and mm-hmm. you should kind of be safe about it okay so if you're in a good place and you decide that you want to mix those two that's fine i just say really know how your body is going to react to it and i would say this with with medicine yes. i would say this with alcohol i yeah. would say this with anything that changes your physiology just make sure you understand exactly what its effects are with you well slow play it you know yeah. I mean, my buddy kevin he has one of my favorite phrases of all time because he's been known to mix a thing or two together <laughs> in his evening's cocktail and um and I'm not just talking about cocktails, you know, but he's like, but you, it, it requires practice. What, what do they say? You got to put 10,000 hours into anything yeah, yeah. to be expert at it. He's definitely crossed that mark. But <laughs> my favorite thing that he's ever said, he's like, don't miss the crossfade, right? Like yeah. some people are good at drinking. Some people are good at THC or smoking. But then an idiot sits down and eats half a brownie that the whole thing yes. is 50 milligrams. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, I can't feel my heart. I can't feel my heart. I have to go to the hospital. I can't, I can't, I can't. I just push. So everyone, I think no matter what we're talking about, drinking, smoking, drinking, smoking, whatever the case may be, just be cool, man. I think think if you keep in mind with anything that you do, if you just keep in mind set and setting, what is your mindset and where are you? If you are in a bad place, I would always caution you to maybe stay away from anything that's going to change how you're reacting with yourself. Because you never know what's mm-hmm. what's lurking in the the sticky, inky black depths of your brain. <laughs> speaking I have no from idea what experience, he's talking exactly. About what? <laughs> and then just making sure that you're in a safe place. Yeah. You know, if you are going to do something that that may be new to you, just make sure that you're somewhere safe. And I think across the board, if you can keep those two things in mind, you'll 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 be okay. See, I think that the six pack of Plift four milligram Delta Nine THC crisp ginger hemp infused beverage you brought is going to be the perfect amount. All six of them. Right before I get to the celebrity axe throwing <laughs> event that I'm going to later, I want to make sure I'm in exactly the right spot so I can see into the future to know exactly where the axe is going to hit. Tell me, Brian will be off to the side saying, "Like, why do we got to throw the axe, man? We should just be the axe. The axe is already there if you think about it, man. This is like Schrodinger's axe. I'm just trying to axe a question, oh, man. Oh, dear. Your shirt looks too much like a bullseye, so you yes, may not want to go to that yeah, event. That's a target, 100%. I'll change my shirt before I go. That's a good call, Sean. <laughs> what is Plift? So we're talking about these uh, THC-infused beverages. Actually, the, the question, a bigger one for me, is obviously we've mentioned Plift, and we'll plug them when we, put, when we promote this. Um, what is the difference? Because right now they're making a pretty strong um, demarcation between uh, cannabis derived and TH or you know and and whatever weed yeah. derived or whatever. Yeah. What is the actual technical difference? So. The- if you look at it, hemp and, and marijuana are, are basically cousins. Yeah. Uh, hops from beer is also in that same family. Spearmint, from what I understand. Yes, absolutely. And really, the, the big delineation is that hemp-derived things are federally legal. So uh, when we passed that law here, 
it made it both state and federally legal. So for us, we can we can do business as usual. Marijuana is still federally illegal, uh-huh. and so there's a lot more um, there's a lot more issues that come into everything from from banking to regulation to how the government sees your company. There's a lot of things going on there, and we just really like the idea of having something that was low dose, having something that was sessionable, so you can kind of just make it part of, of your yeah, day. Right. Uh, we thought that was the way to go with it, and we're really excited about where the, the future is going. Here's the deal. Four milligrams, and again, everyone has to find where their fence is, where their ceiling is, yeah. right? But four milligrams seems like an extremely reasonable proposition, which is the only reason I cracked one right here in the Smart Start MN studio. You got their number on speed dial, right, Sean? I do. Okay, very <laughs> good, just in case I end up calling you. <clears throat> no, I'll be fine but that is something i'd like to talk about coming up in just a bit so there is a difference will we in minnesota i know that right now the only place to get it i believe is on the white earth reservation uh red lake reservation as red well. lake. okay yep. um the but you can get like you know actual weed derived things so that that bs we've been told over the years that hemp derived uh cannabinoids yep. don't get you high was always a bunch of bullshit you, always could still a bunch get of you could get high off hemp yep you can't just like pick the plant and, and smoke it it's well a, no the, the cannabinoids you can't do are, that with weed exactly. either really the cannabinoids are are it's just a, a lot lesser in, in quantity so yeah. you have to harvest a bigger a bigger harvest but yeah it's it's always been there it's always been possible and as science has gotten better it's also made it easier for us to make did you say you had a nickname for your three-foot orange bong? Uh, it, it was the it was purple. It was the purple people eater. The purple people eater. I had one called Blue Betty. Uh, that was a four-foot graphics. Ooh, yeah. And it, but the problem with that though, as cool as it looks, and it was expensive at the time, and everyone's like, "Ooh, look at the big bong on Brian." <laughs> You, it's not a one-person operation. You can't literally, physically, unless you have the arms of an orangutan, you cannot... Yeah, you're welcome. Reach the carburetor? You, you can't reach <laughs> yeah. the bowl to yep. light it because you're all the way up here. Also, pro tip, I'm not advocating kids stay in school, don't do drugs, but we used to pack that baby all the way up four oh. feet high with snow oh, in yeah. the winter. Oh, yeah. Now, the thing is, you got to smoke pretty quickly because it will start to melt and start coming back up out the stem, but oh my God, Sean, the best coldest crispest coolest most satisfying and effective hits i've ever had in my life have come through four feet of snow yes in blue betty can confirm oh <laughs> the purple people eater hit correct tell me who the scarlet opera are the scarlet opera are a newer band and i just thought if i was going to try and, and show a little bit of like who i am and what my music is that's the whole point man I that's why guests have to pick the songs. love it i it's such a great i also hemmed and hawed for like an hour over these songs of I course. Always, and i always ask people I'm like don't overthink it it's just we're sitting down to record a show where i just told my favorite bong story and now you're gonna play a song <laughs> nothing to worry about so man. they um originally had a different name and and they got gr- sucked up and ground up in the the music label. You know, mm-hmm. they made a demo and then it never got released and nothing happened. They ended up having to break up and then reform under a different name oh. to have some autonomy. So for four years, I've been waiting for this band to actually be able to put out something. And not only did they put out an EP, they got picked up to do a little opening run. And there's nothing that I love more than when you get to catch a band right before they oh, explode awesome. into the stratosphere. Yeah, They were so absolutely electric. It's like... Um, it's like a little bit of Freddie Mercury and Queen and a little bit of like 1970s Elton John wow. all up there. Like the lead singer Luca came out. Uh, the, the band starts playing the first song. Lead singer comes out. He's in red pleather pants and then a boa, a red boa with sleeves. And that's it. And he came out and I was like, oh, my God, these guys are going to be so huge. It's a and powerful they, statement. Yeah. And last weekend they played uh, Times Square to like 10,000 people. 
They're absolutely exploding. And I just think they're the nicest people, too. We ended up talking for about an hour after their show, and they could not have been any kinder. Just the best. The Scarlet Opera, alive on The Brian Oak Show. Everybody lies, everybody say you're better off alone Everybody cries, everybody best to do it on your own I've been searching all my life Falling into city lights Being held down by these lonely smiles But I wanna go home I've given it all away But something They used to be called Perta. Correct. And now the Scarlet Opera, which all those letters exist in Perta. Mm-hmm. Some kind mm. of Illuminati connection clearly right there. You just got to you gotta do some jazz hands when you're singing along with that song. There's, just, there's a grandeur that is implied <laughs> yes. with everything that yes. they do, and I just love them so much. Yeah. The, the problem is if they ever have like a genuinely massive, massive hit, 
Then the next time you watch The Voice or American Idol, like right. eight of the contestants are going to be yep. doing that bullshit, and and they're not going to do it as well. That's the problem. And to each their own. I hope people never stop expressing themselves, except on reality <laughs> talent shows. My name is Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show, along with Sean Bernard. We should probably thank once again our friends at Moxie Wealth Management. I, for a lot of people, I think wealth management sounds like a ridiculous phrase. Like, well, I don't have any wealth to manage. What would I possibly utilize them for to get a better idea, to get a clearer picture of exactly where you are and what you might need to do just because you're not there now doesn't mean you're not going to get there. And Joe and his entire team over at Moxie, they can help you out. Yeah, some folks don't want to work forever. What? Some people. I'm just saying there are some people who are thinking, someday I want to be done with the grind. My father retired (laughs) when he was younger than I am now. Yes. (laughs) You dick. <laughs> but he was smarter about it than I was. Yeah. He tried harder, and it worked. And, yeah, no, he, he lives a really aggressive life of travel, casinos, and watching golf on the couch for four days every week. If you want to be like, <laughs> like... Like Ron? Like Ron Oak. Yeah. Get in touch with Moxie Wealth Management. Sooner rather than later. Get in touch with them, like, today. Tell them that the Brian Oak Show sent you... For special consideration. That really doesn't mean anything. There's no special consideration. But well, go yeah, there. but if they know you came from a cool spot like this podcast, it's like being inside a the coolest tree fort, like that one that was down the street that you never got invited to. And then oh, one day, like, I love that one tree day, fort. Like, like Joey or Chad was like, uh, hey, man, you want to come hang out with us this afternoon? And he's trying to be totally nonchalant about it. You're like, yeah, co- cool. And you're like there 20 minutes for anyone else because you're a nerd and you never get invited. Yes, yes. That's this tree <laughs> fort right here. So make sure you tell them the Brian Oak Show sent you. We absolutely will, will make sure that we take care of you, that they take care of you. When you go to moxiewealthmanagement.com. Are they going to make me rich? I don't know that they're going to make you rich, but they'll at least tell you what to do. And probably more importantly, in your case, what not to do. You know that Britney Spears song, (laughs) You Better Work, Bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's it right there. So fitting. You want a hot body? You want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. And that, I mean, that really is the bottom line for all of it. Unless, of course, you were born with a trust fund, in which case, fuck you. It is the Brian Oak <laughs> Show. And our guest today is Ben Kwam. Unless you were born with one, Ben, and I'm not mad at you at all. And if you want me to come and ride jet skis with you down in Honolulu, I'm down. Oh, absolutely not, man. I'm scraping and scrapping for every bit I <laughs> yep. get. Well, that's what we do. So before we let you go, let's talk about Plift. Plift yeah. is a local company, right? Minnesota Correct. company? Yep. And what is, where did Plift come from? Mission statement? Give me the, give me the gist. So the mission statement for us is we're trying to we're trying to bring equity to our community through THC. Yeah, we're uh, like all of our hemp comes from black owned farms here in Minnesota. Uh, we make nice. a beverage that because we make the THC emulsion ourselves, we yeah. don't have to pay a middleman for that. Okay, and so we're trying to pass that savings back to the community. We want to make sure that when you have you know however much money you have in your hand and you walk into the liquor store, it's not the price tag that's going to guide your decision. It's do you want THC? Do you want alcohol what do you what do you mm-hmm. want in your world because we feel like if we can make this approachable for everyone then everyone can feel like they have a seat at the table uh we want to make sure that we're supporting bipoc things we want to make sure we're supporting women owned things we've really worked in every single spot in our supply chain we've put that in <clears throat> we're trying to put our money where our mouth is really <clears throat> excuse me we're trying to make sure that we want we want everybody in our community to see themselves reflected in what we're doing 
Well, to me, that I mean, that's my only defining philosophy in life is the golden rule. Do mm-hmm. unto others, right? Absolutely. You would want a company to treat you like that, and that's why you treat the people you're hoping to serve in that way. Absolutely. And the community has really shown up. It's been really wonderful. We've already gotten involved with a number of charity things around the Twin Cities. Cool. And as our company continues to grow, we want to start doing that in every community that we go into. Um, I tried to explain, because you hit me up with a six-pack a while ago, and mm-hmm. I tried to explain to someone what, what it was called. Now, I'm like, plift. They're like, what? I'm like, plift. P-L-I-F-T. <laughs> yes. And I said, but imagine uplift, but take the U off it. Is that where it comes from? Uplift, the only thing missing is you. And then you do a <gasps> finger gun and oh, a little a wink, gun. and then you're ready to go. Ben... Everyone, thanks for coming to Ben's TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we wanted to have it. We wanted to, it to be a word that we could have as ours. We wanted to have something yeah. that isn't u- being used in other companies' slogans yeah, or anything like that. I like it. And we really, you know, look, don't get me wrong. I've seen Dazed and Confused a thousand times. I was religiously <laughs> watching Cheech and Chong movies when I was in high school. Yes. We wanted to kind of lean away from the, the lava lamp, yeah. uh, blacklight poster, and we really wanted to bring this to to be something that you can just have be a part of an everyday lifestyle. Well, I think that what you're saying there, I mean, much like booze, right? There are people who have real problems with booze. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of people who go out and have two beers at happy hour, and they're totally cool. Yep, Same weirdos. thing here. The, right? right? <laughs> the fuck the is wrong the with those? That? <laughs> exactly. Why would you go out if you didn't kill a fifth? <laughs> Losers. Uh, but the point is, I mean, like this is, like you said, sessionable. Mm-hmm. You can have a couple of these. Feel a nice little tingle, yeah. not be off your fucking ass. Well, and it's also, you know, we all have to be cognizant of our own health as well. Like, yep. you know, I'm, I am a plus size model over here and I'm trying <laughs> to get a little thinner. <laughs> and when I'm, when I'm weighing it out, one of these cans is 50 calories. Yeah. Even if I'm not, if I'm everything else to the side, it's just a healthier, healthier alternative for me. Like rather than even just a soda pop. This is this is healthy. Yeah. And then if I if I don't want to drink, whether it's that hour, that day, that week, if I'm taking a month off, whatever, this kind of steps in in place of that. And it's a low enough dose that I can you know be out grilling or working the smoker or even, you know, mowing the lawn. It's just it's something nice that kind of takes a little bit of the edge off. And for me, like I carry all my stress in my shoulders. If I drink a can, what I notice is that my my shoulders drop a little bit and I actually just feel like I'm not. I don't have the weight of the world, even if it's self-imposed. I don't have the weight of the world on my shoulders for a little bit. I'm just glad you changed the slogan from the original one. <laughs> Wasn't it cool out with your tool out? Yes, Plift. yes. Plift. <laughs> and again, with the finger gun, when it says yeah, with the tool exactly. out, that gets a lot more menacing. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> cool out with your... When did you even get that? Did you just invent that? I'm, I have a weird brain, Brian. You know yeah, this. It's been a, a long, very long... We've known each other for like a, a very large, time. dangerous pornography collection This is a as weird, well. weird, weird mind. I can hear the t-shirt press coming to life right now. I had one really, really (laughs) aggressive year with pot. And that's part of the reason why I don't smoke it. <laughs> now, I know people who got parents. Hey, and by the way, before we wrap things up here, which we have to do, yeah. I, just a general disclaimer. I am by no means, even though I have spent a great deal of my 20s smoking weed into my 30s and kind of got away from it, became much more of a drinking guy, and now we'll have occasional THC. You just you have to be smart about anything like this you approach to. There is an age restriction. Absolutely. Right? And also... You know, it's like with gummies, like someone will hammer down a big gummy and 45 minutes later, like, I don't feel anything. And they'll take another one. And then you're going to the emergency room. Like, I just seriously, like, just slow your roll. Take yeah. it easy. And like these, the 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 drinkable ones like I have here, the pl- Plift Crisp Ginger, they come on quicker than a gummy. Right. Correct. And so, like, don't wash down four gummies with four of these. Like, slow your roll in. And this goes for booze or I don't know, I suppose ketamine. I've never done ketamine, but like just 
go easy, yeah. man. Yeah. Go with, fucking easy. With everything in life, we got plenty of time. Yeah, Just learn how it affects you. Yep. See what it is. Yes. And then don't maybe not don't think about what can I take in another twenty minutes. Be like, okay, that was nice. And then maybe next time I can well, figure something. I love else your. Out. Your thought of just taking the edge off. Let's try that first. Let's yeah. just try to just take the let those That's shoulders right. relax a little bit. One of these or a five milligram gummy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you know, like We're all okay. I don't. I don't need to you know soar around the rings of Saturn right now. I gotta get to work in the morning, man. I get up at four a.m. So I just want to. Yeah. God, the big pharma must fucking hate this. Oh, absolutely. They fought us tooth and nail. We, I mean, there's a reason oh, that yeah. we, we were at the Capitol for three straight months because wow. that was they, the guns were oh, out yeah. and coming for us. Well, because I mean, you know, when people are like, drugs are bad, this is illegal. And you think about the things that people put in their body on the regular just to kind of keep the demons quiet. Or like you said, just to relax your shoulders. Mm. And I think that's fine. But under the, under the banner of big pharma, it's totally cool. But this weird hippie shit that uh-huh. you and your drum circle are doing i don't know what the fuck you're up to but you're going to jail mr manson listen i'm not trying to tell anybody i'm not trying to get too political here but when you look in the corner of a room at the capitol and you see lobbyists from the religious right and pfizer conspiring together yes. about what to do yeah. that's when i know we're on the right side because yes. if those yep. two are coming for me then i'm doing the right thing well, maybe with on life. the left side yes well, <laughs> but you're standing up for the proper thing to be yes. absolutely certain uh last question ben what mm-hmm. is ground zero for plift where do people go to find out about your product line, where you're available, all that good stuff, and maybe to get all your latest updates on weed. Yeah. Man. So uh, you can follow us on like Instagram and TikTok at drinkplift, P-L-I-F-T, or you can go to our website, plift.com, P-L-I-F-T.com. We have a store locator on there. Okay. Um, we're all over the metro area here in the Twin Cities. Uh, we also have just started selling in Kansas City and St. Louis. Mm. And then all of the Yesway convenience stores across Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico have just brought us on. So uh, now, and this, again, I'm trying to wrap this up i really am but you keep bringing up these interesting questions <laughs> for the longest time i mean taking anything even if it was legal in that state across state lines where it may not be legal is a real hassle how are you able to do that because it's federally legal we can ship this across oh. state lines and there's nothing that they can do about it you can't nice. you can't crack a can in a bar in iowa you have to have it at your house but we can ship that anywhere that we want to well and also i mean again we were talking about and i hate to talk to people like i'm a dad but i am a dad it's not like you can crack one of these open and drive down the road with correct it. I, it's still thc infused it's it's it, you well, what did you say set and setting yeah or what set do you say? and setting yeah. so you want to be somewhere safe obviously please don't operate any motor vehicles when you're when you're using thc or alcohol or anything mm-hmm. or ketamine please know no more driving on ketamine what, yeah. <laughs> what about what if i'm on Operating a laser drill. Can I still use THC products if I'm using a laser drill? The only drill? lasers you can use are the ones that go on the ceiling that move along with <laughs> Pink Floyd <laughs> laser light shows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But we also, we, we have to be cognizant, too, that we're the only state, we're the only place on earth that you can do this, where you can go into a bar and you can get a THC beverage and you can crack it and drink it. So we're also on the forefront of that, and we are, hmm. we are as a society, figuring that out. That's not anywhere else in America. Nope. If you go to Colorado or you go to uh, California? California, you have to go to a dispensary and then and you have to there. go wow. home and consume it. So wow. Minnesota is literally leading leading the charge for the country right now. And so we, we do want to just remind everybody to be responsible about what they're doing and, and just, I mean, take care of yourself. You know, one of our slogans is treat yourself, period, better, period. So take care of yourself and give yourself a treat, but also make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, maybe grab an Uber or yeah. something. Yeah, oh, I mean, not a again, bad idea. It, it's not about getting wasted. Yeah. It's about, ah. Mm. I mean, and I think that's the same thing. I, like, I always hated beer, so I didn't really understand the... Um, 
what do you call it, being rational approach to drinking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And people are like, no, it's refreshing. I'm just going to have one. I'm like, this tastes like ass. I'll take a double, please, of Jameson. And it just, you know, I'll know. <laughs> that ended up catching up with you. That was terrible. Ben, thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Nice awesome. to meet you. Yeah, cheers. Love the, what you guys are doing with the product. And it's so great that you have a conscience about the product and, and who you do business with and I'm, how it's made and everything. It's really cool. Well, and, and right back at you. Like, thank yeah. you for giving people like me a platform to talk about this. Like, this you is where we have to win people over one by one and show mm-hmm. them that this isn't scary. It's actually a really positive thing for yourself. Well, that's the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, granted, we talk to a lot of musicians, but it really is about the community we live in. And like right there at the very end, I had no idea. I didn't realize that this is the only place in the country you can walk into a bar and be like, take you one of them uh, bad boy Chris Ginger Pliffs, please. Mm -hmm. And um, so, again, learning is important. Understanding is important. Conversation is crucial. Uh, And it's great to have you by today. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks again to Smart Start MN. Thanks again to Moxie Wealth Management. You can find them at moxiewealthmanagement.com. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank you. Are you running? You know, another thing I wanted to talk to you about today is how you almost <laughs> beamed your boy when you were throwing pitches for him yesterday. Well, it's, you know, he had LASIK Brushing eye surgery, and, and it's so freaking hard to get your... He, he literally was legally blind in his right eye. I'll tell this as quickly as possible. So it's, it's his coach said it's going to take a ton of live pitches for him to get his depth perception yeah. down again. So old man over here is trying to throw 60, which doesn't work very well. Yeah. My arm is going to fall off at some point, but I almost peened him a couple of times. <laughs> were, you just, were you brushing him back off the plate a little bit? Well, no, it's just I have hey, zero quick, control over my throws. Quick, so. quick crowd in the plate, quick son. The plate, I, here's boy. the thing, though. Like, when your college-age son says, Dad, will you go throw pitches to me? You drop what you're doing of because you don't you get do. to see your college-age kids that often. Yeah, no, agreed. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be there. And it'll Even be great. After like I'm four sweating pitches, like, like a pig oh, after oh, like oh, sweating oh, like a pig after like pitch seven, and I think I threw about eighty pitches to him. I, just, I was like <laughs> waiting for the ump to put there, waiting for the manager to put the, the yeah. two the two arm to the two fingers on the arm and go. We need a reliever in here. I was gonna say uh, time for a little middle relief. Uh, <laughs> little relief. Little middle relief. Oh, please. I was just like, not, it was not good. It was not good. If you do beat him, do you just start playing "Cats in the Cradle" by Cat Stevens or something? <laughs> exactly. Like, or well, he, he fucking charged the mound. He charged the mound. Come on! Now. I kicked him right in the nuts. No grandkids. No grandkids. But but you know, it's better that way. Don't fucking charge the mound. Oh! <laughs> Stop crowding the plate. Stop crowding the plate. You charge the mound on the old man. I I will fucking cheat yeah. if I have to. Don't to start win. now. And there won't be nothing, boy. It's <laughs> an odd, chaotic end to the Brian Oak show. Uh, before we say our final goodbye, this song that you've chosen here and this album in particular, I don't know the song specifically, but they, this came out in my during my very first radio gig. And so I'm very, very nostalgic about this band because they were never superstars. But they were alt stars, right? Yes. And this band, I, this band matters to me. And I might recognize the song when I hear it, but I don't recognize it by name. Tell me why you chose this band and this song, and that's how we're going to say goodbye to Ben Quam. Well, uh, I believe it was my 16th birthday. You were also part time working at Clean Water Action, and what the? you gave me a stack of CDs for my birthday, and oh. this was one of the CDs that was in there. You're kidding? And I put it in my car. This is when I had the the Sport Discman with anti skip technology. Nice. I mean, and then this- the let me just ask adapter. a quick question. Is this like 1992? Like, yeah, th- uh, 93, I think. 93, yeah. wild. Um, and I remember, I just thought the cover was cool. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And I put it in, and uh, I just had it playing. And this song started, and to me, this was like, 
it was like an alternative rock version of like the Phil Spector wall of sound. All I could picture were like 27 guitar amps stacked on top of each other, all distorted to the bejesus, all coming out. Like I felt like the guy in the old Maxell tape commercial with like it just in my car. I couldn't believe that this teeny band could be this loud and in your face. And as of last week, they are finally repressing all of the hum albums, including this one. Uh, and they will be going out in a couple months. So I've tried to get this record so many times. I've been outbid on eBay. I just want the vinyl of this record, and it's finally happening. I got my pre-order in, and I thought, what better way to celebrate than bringing it full circle to say thank you for opening my eyes as a, a, a snotty, egotistical teenager. That was 30 years ago, man. 30 years ago, you man. You were freaking me the hell out. <laughs> so this is a present for all of you, man. I love this song.
Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.